Lime, duh. Wah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it again, baby. Hello. Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, the podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I am your host, Dan Black, the funniest podcaster in the motherfucking universe. If you stop listening to my podcast, I'll fucking kill you, a.k.a. the Elk Beast. Someone you idolize. A.k.a. the modern day goof and spoof, Haraja. Coming at you like Cleopatra, baby, baby. Gabba, gabba, wee. Gabba, gabba, wee. Gabba, 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 Yeah, gabba, gabba, wee. Gabba, gabba, wee. Gabba, 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 I hear voices in my head. They cancel me. They understand. They talk to me. Let's take a minute to appreciate the Viper right now. We, we haven't seen on TV in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You got your rules and your religion All designed to keep you safe But when rules start getting broken You start questioning your faith I have a voice that is my savior Hates to love Stupid! Stupid, 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 All right, stupid, all right Randy. Stupid, stupid, okay. stupid, 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 All right, Randy, stupid. I guess I'll just continue with the intro if that's what you want. This girl, she's mine. Hop, hop, hop. <coughs> Damn, she's mine. What up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action for your satisfaction with all of our spicy, spicy, muy, muy, muy caliente, chef's kiss, wrestling, reactions, a lot to talk about. Too much to talk about, many would argue, but before we keep going, let you know this podcast is brought to you by patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Go over there, support this podcast, support everything we do. We are grassroots, we are on no network, we do this shit ourselves, so that's why we keep it spicy, we keep it uh, creative, we keep it dope. Go support it but and get access to our bonus episodes every week. Me and Nick Tulo, the supermarket, dissect uh, every uh, uh, dissect the, the Discord to an unhealthy degree. We answer all your questions, talk about what we didn't get into on the main podcast, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's fucking it's chaos, baby. We talk about whatever over there. Sometimes Bane shows up, you know. Uh, hello, you know. <laughs> I was re- hello. I can't get into the bane. I go, and, uh, crash the plane. I can't get into the bane today. I can't get it. We will endure. <laughs> no, I forgot how bane sounds. Oh, my God. Give it up for the bane voice. This is dead. All right. But the, the most important thing we got to talk about is August 21st. It's happening. Cow Podcast. This podcast presents the Dolph Ziggler and Friends SummerSlamtacular in Vegas at the Space. Tickets are available now for this show. Uh, the show, the tickets, the link is in uh, the bio on my Instagram at Dan Black Attack uh, on the C- at COW Podcast. You can uh, Google the Space. Uh, we could also the link will be in the bio of our YouTube 
link in the bio of our pod. If you want to find these tickets, you know how to find tickets. It's at the space. It's called Dolph Ziggler and Friends, DZ, uh, 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 SummerSlam Tacular. Right after SummerSlam Saturday, uh, a hop, skip, and a jump, many would argue, from Allegiant Stadium in Lost, motherfucking Vegas, Nevada. Baby. Um, gonna be a fucking um, undeniably great time. I'm excited to hit the stage again. Now, for Cal listeners, you want to know specifically, we already know that Jason Shabiro will be doing a uh, mainland coronation celebration, uh, bringing the Cal title that he won in April at Calmania 3 to the mainland uh, for you to celebrate. He's saying he will be showing up in a Pope mobile and he will be uh, allowing you to come take pictures with the title and uh, celebrate him. But more importantly, in my opinion, is there's a number one contenders match um, with a yet to a TBD opponents. Who will be the number one contenders? Now, before we get into all the wrestling this week, a lot happened. Uh, Karrion Cross picked up his first win. I would say that's the number one thing on Raw, you know, after, uh, you know, a, a disappointing debut. Uh, before we do, I just want to address something that's going on here. So, uh, in the Cal Facebook group and on the Cal Discord server that you get access to if you're a patron, great time over there. A lot of talk about who will be the number one contenders for these titles. And look, I threw my hat in the ring last week, and we could see that uh, Nick Tulo has also thrown his hat in the ring to be the number one contender. Now, look, I just want to say this. I understand you guys, you're excited for Nick to have a shot. Feels like it's been a long time coming for Nick to have a shot. And a lot of you want to argue that my time is uh, not now. Um, you, that you want to reverse scene of me. Okay. Can we play this song in reverse? Do we have that kind of technology? Well, actually, we do. We do. It uh, goes like this. This is uh, John Cena's song in reverse. Anyway, uh, and so my time is not now. Now, I just want to say this to everybody. I understand you want to Cody me. I understand everybody wants to act like, yo, I had my time, that like I uh, had the title, I've, had, I've been in all of the Cal matches that have happened, and that maybe it's time for me to go, especially because uh, I have lost... Uh, I've lost some. Uh, uh, I've lost every single title defense of the title. I hear that. I hear that. Well, everyone discredits how I rebuild myself and how I'm still intact and I'm still sitting here. And more importantly, where I'm at specifically now. Now, a lot of people say, "Oh, it's just because I'm in at the gym." It's not just that I'm at the gym. It's that I'm in the best fucking shape of my life. Follow my Instagram at Dan Black Attack. You can see what I'm up to. I'm yoked to the motherfucking gills, bro. I'm made of fucking steel. I am the man of steel. Okay, um, I've been eating elk, which is proven it's the leanest meat, highest in protein meat, has a lot of natural benefits, um, and that has transformed me into the elk beast. Has actually uh, 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 opened up uh, neural pathways in my brain that have uh, shown me some new uh, innovative offenses um, and defenses, honestly, which has been one of my weaknesses um, that have uh, really channeled the way of the elk. Um, that you guys won't understand, but that's really neither here nor there. That's just kind of my, what, what's going on in my camp for this number one contender spot. The thing is this, is that everyone is, so Tulo is coming at me and, and he couldn't make, uh, 
the episode this week. Um, well, I'll be honest. I told him to sit out. I'll be honest, okay? And I know I'll take a little bit of heat for that. I said he's going to come on the bonus episode this week. I, I didn't want us to argue this week because there's so much wrestling to cover. I thought maybe it was better if we took a day, you know? Uh, and that's fine. You can hate me for that if you need to. But what I'm saying is that, like, while you all want to see Tulo get his shot and it's fun to, for you guys, i known Tulo since we were little kids. We went to middle school, high school together. We've known each other for, like, 20 years now, you know? And I know the fucking, I know the strengths and weaknesses of the man, you know? And what I know is that his strengths are getting on TV in the Seth Rollins suit. You know what I mean? His strengths is, 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 uh, is, uh, is being generally likable, a good time, you know? An instigator of good times. That's what he's great at. You know what I mean? He's a, he's ce- he's a celebrator. You know, uh, 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 you know, he's a big Islander fan. He's the guy with the Islander tattoo. He'll take it that far. And you're, everyone wants that guy around. What he's not is a killer, you know, and Shebs is a killer. And I just have these premonitions. I have these nightmares I, at night. I'm in bed and I I'm tossing and I'm fucking turning. Thinking about what Jay Sinjibiro will do to Nick Tulo and how he will make him lose his smile. Don't want, none of you want that, including me. So it's this thing we're arguing, but we're on the same side, except I know what you all actually do know is that don't turn Nick Tulo into a fucking circus act. Don't turn him into a fucking squash match. We don't need it. And right now, I don't see anybody else other than me who's willing to protect Tulo. I am his protector. I am Tulo's Dark Knight, and I, 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 you know what I mean. Like, I mean, maybe I'm not a silent guardian. Maybe I'm a fucking very audible, loud guardian. But I am his willful protector, and I'm willing to slide into the darkness of my own podcast if I need to, to to protect him from not just himself, from you. Well, we have a poll going in the Facebook group. 48 to 1? 48 of you? That's what it is right now. Want Nick Tulo to wrestle Shibiro? Go back, watch Calmania 3 on the YouTube page. Go subscribe right now to the Comedians Wrestling Podcast YouTube page. Watch it. Watch what happened to Tulo. Watch. Watch it. I mean, watch what happened to me. And think about if it was Tulo. In that video, I weighed 205. Flew to Hawaii, went through a whole tournament. You really think Tulo, who's partying, waking up at 4 p.m., floating down the rivers in Austin? I mean, I got a call the other day uh, that said, you know, from a friend who was like, yo, I saw Tulo. I have friends in Austin. They were like, I saw Tulo at Barton Springs. I mean, the guy was slurring his speech. He was tripping over the, the, the concrete. You know what I mean? I mean, he couldn't even climb up onto the diving board. You know, what I'm saying is that he's, He's he's having fun and we love him because it's fuckboy summer and we love it for Tulo. But let's keep it out of the ring. Let's keep it out of there and let's not have him get hurt. And that's what I'm saying. So what I'm going to do, I'll put him down gently in this number one contender match. And then that'll be that. And then that will be that. And you guys say whatever you want to say about me. I still love you. The Jabroniacs, that's it. 
But this is what be, this is what good leadership is. It looks like you know is I got to protect my people. And Nick Dolo is one of my people. Uh, I don't think he could survive if we see Billy the Samoan show up. Uh, he'll be dead. He'll be absolutely fucking dead. And that's that. So we'll hear from Tulo on the bonus episode this week because I disinvited him to come this week because I just felt like it was not. It was let's did you you guys you you guys needed to hear this from me, okay? So I know I didn't tell you that, Phil. I hope you're okay with that. I you know. Sierra Hotel, Echo, wow. India, Romeo, Oscar, Shapiro. I mean, what are we talking about here? I gotta cut you off here. I gotta use. My champion's privilege to cut you off. What are you talking about, Jason Chibiro, the Cal champion, reporting uh, from Honolulu, Hawaii. That's right. Uh, for uh, my adopted homeland of, uh, it's pronounced Honolulu, Dan. What? Honolulu? Honolulu. Honolulu. Don't say Honolulu. You sound like a fucking Howley. Okay. Well, I think I am one of those, but all right. You are. You are indeed. Look, I have to cut you off because all week, ever since I made the announcement of announcements, ever since I came on the pod and said, hey, we're going to do a number one contenders match for my title at SummerSlam Tacular, at the DZ and Friends show at the Space in Las Vegas on 821. Ever since I said there's going to be a number one contenders match, you all of a sudden booked yourself in it. Nick Tulo all of a sudden has booked himself in it. You guys both just said, hey, we're the best guys for the match, so we're in the match. No one put you guys in this match. As far as you're concerned, you guys aren't even in the match. So I don't know. I mean, I love what I'm seeing out of both of you guys. I'm seeing a lot of fire out of the Elk Beast. I'm seeing a lot out of uh, fake Seth Rollins, a lot of viral activity. Like, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of buzz. I like the buzz that Tulo is generating. But until I say you guys are the guys in the match, there is no Dan Black versus Nick Tulo at SummerSlam Tacular for the number one contenders. That's that's not a thing. So right. what, what do you get off? I'm just curious why you guys, both Yo, of you, well, what I'm why saying, are both of you doing this right well, now? Listen, I, I, I guess I can't speak for Tulo. Tulo, I guess, believes that. And by the way, just so you know, Shebs, I, di- I disinvited Tulo from the app this week. I kind of thought he needed to cool out a little bit. Wow. He needed to dry out. Yeah, you guys, this feud between you guys has, has gone so far considering it's for a feud for a match that doesn't exist. And well, I'm cooling it down. I'm cooling him down because I think he's he's buying into this hype here. And look, listen, man, I guess you'll do whatever you're going to do. But I know the thing I know about you is that I know that you are a uh, a man who likes to give the people what they need. Uh, you are someone who recognizes what's best for business when it is more so than anybody. And so my worry is that because the people are demanding Nick Tulo in this number one contender match, it is there is a poll going that you're going to give it to him and that his opponent will be someone who will allow him to slip through and wrestle you. And I just think that Tulo will be literally dead if he wrestles you. You you raise a great point. Um, You know, you're training, you're posting all these narcissistic videos of you in the gym. I'm out here also in the best shape of my life. I mean, look at this. This ain't bad, bro. Me- mentally? Mentally, absolutely. But I physically. I the sound baths. What do the sound baths do for your wrestling ability? So I go weekly to the Sound Healing Hawaii sound bath at the Ala Moana Beach Park. Yeah. Where my girl plays this Tibetan singing bowl. She plays the vibraphone. We're, we're bathing our bodies in sound. It cleanses the soul. All right. It also breaks up a lot of uh, scar tissue in the muscles. Sound healing is very important. There was a full moon last week, by the way. I've never been better. 
I have my chakras. I grow an extra chakra. I got eight chakras now. You guys are operating with seven chakras. The champ's got eight chakras. Okay. But this isn't about that, and I think that that music cue might be offending me. I don't know. As a POC, I'm a little bit offended by that. Well, From the POC, Tibetan and the, but then it was a gong, so I think Look, it was the all, point so is, I mean, and, and to be perfectly fair, she has played a gong before as part of the sound. Yeah, so, so it's, it's a not Tibetan gong, so it's not offensive. It's look, a, I'm just yeah. trying to make you look bad, you white devil. Okay, the point is this. Okay, the point is, I'm in the best physical shape of my life. Look at the fucking guns. Get that out of here. I'm in the best mental shape of my life, and I don't know if I can say the same for Tulo. I don't know where he's at. He's, he seems to be on a on quite a tear. He's drumming up a lot of buzz, and the people definitely want to see it. And you, Dan, I know you're you you look like you're in great shape too. But what I'm curious about is because in my mind, when I announced this to be a number one contenders match, I thought everyone would say, "Look, Dan Black, sure, 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 he's looking great." But this guy's lost more title shots than you know, fucking Bob Backlund. You know, we don't need this guy. Again, he's at the back of the line, is what I thought they'd say. And Tulo, I, I mean, I, I know everyone loves him. I thought they'd say what you're saying. It's like, yo, this guy can't go up against a shit. I mean, this guy's one Aloha Sunset away from being in a coma for the rest of his life. Yeah. I, I'm like twice his size, and not I'm that big. If I'm bigger than you, and I got this 1510 brain that's going to be in the ring with you, like, I, I worry for his health should he fight me. But again, you guys aren't in the number one contenders match until – if I say I want that to be the number one contenders match. But what I'm billing that as, all right, because when I see you guys go up against each other, I say this is what happens when an inadequate force meets an irrelevant object. Okay? This is a match, a number one, this is a number zero contender match, if you ask me. And it doesn't even exist yet. But I have an announcement to make. I have an announcement to make, but before I do, Dan, I was curious if there's anything else you want to say about this blood feud between you and Tulo for a match that does not even exist. Because you guys are friends, so it breaks my heart to see you guys getting so... You guys are full-blown WrestleMania package level right now with this uh, I say this. I say this. If you all... I say, I say this. Is that if, if for me, like, you know, this is this podcast is my podcast. I started this podcast, okay? And what I my, my argument here is that... If I'm so fucking easy to beat and it's I'm back of the line, then why does it even matter? And if you guys want Tulo, wouldn't you want it to be me? Isn't it kind of just Tulo will run through me? If that if this is the argument that like, oh, I'm back in the line and it's Tulo's time and I should be scared of Tulo, well then, right? Isn't this match at least give me the fucking redemption that I would fucking deserve? And what I would offer you, Shibiro, right now, yeah. is I will offer you if... I'm in that match with you, okay? Uh, and with me. It's a match. number one contender, not with me, but I'm the no, champ. If, if I be, by the way, if I, if I wrestle match. you... I don't have a match with SummerSlam Tacular. I've got a mainland coronation celebration at SummerSlam Tacular. Absolutely. I'm Tacular. saying that if I get a number one contender match, when we eventually have that title shot, oh, so I when you You're saying when you win... On the line. So hold on. You're saying you're going so ahead of yourself. You're saying if you get the number one contender yeah. match and you win the number one contenders match yeah. and you fight me for the title, if all the I will happen. put I will put the King of Iron Fist beads that have been fucking it's been eating you that I've had these. Okay? I will put these on the line back for you to get. Look, you think that's been eating me? It's been eating my ass, bro. Okay? I, I put those things up my butt and you wear around your neck every day like a chump. Okay? Wow. Uh, how's it how's it taste? I hope you really rub those things up and down that body of yours, because those are literally cuckoo nuts that were up my ass. You think you think when I offered the Kukui nut lay 
the sign of wisdom and respect? You think when I offered that to the winner of King of Iron Fist off my own neck, you think that I wasn't putting some sort of power play in there in the back of my mind to make sure if that, that person ever stepped to me, I'd, I'd come correct and say, buddy, you better do the sniff check, pal, because you've been rocking my anus around your face. Okay. And I love it. So, yeah, put him up. That's fine with me. Here's the thing. You hit the nail on the head, Dan. I'm a guy who knows what's best for business. Okay. I'm a guy who knows how to go viral. I got the rock, the goddamn rock himself, to regram the cow promo that I cut for this podcast. I'm also a person who is a man of the people. They may not know it yet, but I am a man of the people, and I always give the people what they want. I know how to put on a good show. I've actually produced pretty much every live show this podcast has ever done. Okay. And that's why I have a big announcement. Before I do, I'd like you to ask me what flavor. What flavor? Hold on now. These things are so fucking big. That is a Zoa original flavor energy drink. Here's to Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Let's crack a Zoe. Let's fucking go. It's with great pleasure that I announce that SummerSlam Tacular on August 21st at the Space in Las Vegas, right after SummerSlam, the number one contenders match for my Comedians of Wrestling yeah. heavyweight title will be between the Supermark himself, Nick Tulo, and my best friend, perennial loser of the cow title, Dan Shlomo Black. Yes. Yes! Crack, crack a zoe. Let's fucking go. Oh my god. Yes. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. I knew you'd do the right thing, Chef. Okay. Wow. Okay. Give me what I want, they said. You and Tula were both doing a Batista routine all weekend. Look, let me tell That's you something. Fucking great news. The buzz. I couldn't deny the buzz. This is what the people wanted. And I got to give the people what they wanted. But by yeah. the way, I couldn't. I, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. I'm billing this match as this is what happens when an inadequate force meets an irrelevant object. Okay? I don't think not. neither of you guys are going to beat me. I don't care who wins this number one contenders match. Dan, I've got your number. I've had your phone number memorized since I was five years old, so you bet your ass I got your number. And Nick Tulo wouldn't stand a chance against me if there was ten of him and a quarter of one of me. All right, well, here's what I'll say. I'm going to Aloha Sunset this guy's face into the fucking sand so hard it's going to show up in China. Okay, here's the deal. You made the right choice here, and I just want everyone to know that I, I... I just want everyone to know that I... Now that I got this match, I'm still... I'm here to protect Nuke Tulo. I will let everyone know that I'll be killing him softly in that number one contenders match, okay? Um... With his song means what? A, I give him a curb stomp? I don't know. But I'll, I'll say this. Is that I'll, I'm going to put Tulo down so that he's, he's back, ready. After this match, he'll recover maybe only like a week recovery time. And he'll be back to wearing, looking like Seth Rollins, going to shows, being the fucking fun supermarket that he is. We'll get him centered. You know what I mean? Uh, and And then that'll be it. So if he doesn't, so I'm fucking excited. Anyway, we got to talk about wrestling. This is fucking huge. All right, let's let's get into it. I, big, I actually want to talk about big news this week. So, big news this week. Uh, everyone's getting their tickets for the mainland coronation celebration at the space. That's the main event of the show. That's the biggest story in wrestling this week, right? 
Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's the number one thing. But then the number two story is, and I, Shebs, I, we spoke about this earlier. All right, so, uh, man, one thing I'll say about Nick Tulo, I don't know why I'm talking about him so much today, but we, we, we disagree so much about wrestling shit over text. And I'm, okay, so, <laughs> this is the thing. Roman Reigns, John Cena, both on SmackDown this week, this Friday, both cutting promos. Cena opened the show. Roman Reigns closed the show. And I would say, for the first time ever, we had a promo, uh, a, a promo from Romo that was the closest to Cena level that I think we've ever seen from him. Um, uh, uh, and 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 Chevs, that's why I wanted to gauge your opinion here. Is that who you, th- how you think Roman compared? Because look, this is Cena's the ultimate test for Roman Reigns, right? We sure. when he wrestled him in about I think that was 2017 in uh, the Staples Center Battleground, maybe it was the pay per view. Um, is uh, uh, you know it was Cena was on the way out, so they kind of just pulled the trigger on it. Roman beat him. That's when leading up to that Roman, uh, uh, that's when Cena cut the promos on him that basically made him look like a fucking idiot. Right? That was him saying it's called a promo, bro. You gotta cut one if you want to be in this business or whatever. Right? Like he embarrassed Roman, and then Roman won the match, which was the first. The, the first five years of Roman's main roster run, that was the story, right? Was like a push and completely unearned, botching the lead up. And then the only time he ever got punished was WrestleMania 34, where Vince last minute had Lesnar beat him in, 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 uh, in New Orleans, right? It was the only time where I think Vince was just like, uh, 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 that was, the oh, only- it was always hard for Vince to finally pull the trigger and have Roman clean beat Brock. He just could never give him that. Yeah. It was just the one time where he rub. was like, I think Vince was just like, whatever. Anyway. So now we have Roman acknowledge me, Roman, uh, who's in the, uh, the sweet spot for himself. I think doing tremendous work right now. Mm-hmm. That being said, John Cena also more over than ever, you know, cuts out, cuts a promo. I guess the real question is how do the real the overall question the macro question is can Roman be on Cena's level throughout this feud and then how did and how did this week take him a step closer further from that um Shebs, I'll let you go I'll let you rip it I'll that. tell you what I think John Cena over time I mean there's a similar trajectory in that John Cena was a guy who when he first came out everyone thought he was really cool and then they pushed him to the goddamn moon, and everyone was sick of him, but he kept winning. And then all of a sudden, he became actually great. And I was like, wait a second, this guy's actually the fucking best. So Cena now, I respect as one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He just is. Although there was certainly a period of time where I thought he was one of the worst things that ever happened to wrestling, right? He is so good. And we're in this weird Cena zone where he is as over as he's ever been. He's like 100% over. I was actually shocked when he came out in that green hat with the yellow brim. Is that new merch? Is that new Cena merch, Dan? Yep, brand new. That's brand new merch. That shit was everywhere in the stands. Kids yeah, so were wearing it. Like he Tulo came out. told us who was there yeah. that they were selling it like crazy. Uh, right. There. So and this guy's been buy it through a QR code and pick it up, and they sold out like so fast. Everyone bought it all. Right. Of. So so this John Cena. I mean, this guy's maximum over. You 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 forget it's it's we always knew how much merch this guy's moved. Like it's sort of like a joke in the community of like, oh, they love Cena because he moves the most merch or whatever. But this guy papered that arena in his merch 
on one appearance. You know, like he got here this week and that shit was everywhere. So I was like, wow, how is there this much of his new stuff in the crowd already? He's so over. He's one of the greatest hypers. He's one of the greatest talkers. Like he could really sell a match and, and make it feel big. And that's what he was doing. But the letter of the promo itself, the quality and caliber of what he was saying, I didn't think was that good this week. It was just okay. It was I, a lot of pump. It was a lot of energy. No one does it better talent-wise, yeah. but content-wise, I didn't get much out of this. John show. Cena this week was almost like the pre-show warm-up guy. Like, Kinda. Uh, now, that being said, like he did exactly what like a warm-up comic would do. Now, that being said, I don't think... I think it was his best move, given how hot this crowd was, and they just sure. were looking. This crowd is hasn't seen Cena, and they are post COVID in their own minds. Uh, 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 it's it's uh, all good. It's totally fine. What he did was fine. I'm saying again, the work rate that this guy could put out in a promo is, is unmatched. But if I had to look at like the writing here, I was like, well, this didn't blow me away. The one thing I really liked from the promo is he said like they had to they had to come and get me because I'm like the real test of if you actually measure up. Like, that's why I'm here, because I'm fucking John Cena. So now you got to fight me at SummerSlam, right? You know, like that that rang true to me, because he really is a big deal. It, it seems sort of like a foregone conclusion that Cena's definitely going to do the honors here and go out on his back. There's no benefit to him beating Roman for the title at SummerSlam, but it's going to be a fun little run. And he had that bit of business for the promo, so that was good. But if yeah. you ask me a question of, you want me to talk about the Roman promo? No, like, so what I'm saying about the Cena thing is that it was a lot of just like, you guys are awesome, I'm here. And then the only substance of him is just being like, Roman Reigns kind of an asshole. Like, that's kind of his beef with him, right? He's just like, he's arrogant. And I was like, I think, feel like we could write something a little better for Cena in this feud, but yeah. it's kind of irrelevant. Like, you don't really need something better, and anything you write would be, I don't think they're, to be honest, I'm not sure there is anything better because he hasn't been around, right? Uh, and 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 him just being like, I want the title is gonna is not gonna be soup. That's not like good guy shit, you know. Right. Also, so he doesn't need the title. Yeah, and, he and it's just like let's just see title. this match. It's like I'm the fucking last guy. I'm the ultimate test. But then it's also like, well, I beat you in the past. But they're just kind of gonna acknowledge that. Now the Rome. Here's the thing. The Roman promo was uh the Roman promo I thought was really good writing. Hey, not uh, out of the park. Roman promo like they set him up to follow Cena. And they in the writing, and they set him up to make Cena look worse. So I actually think Cena looking worse than that was very much by design, right? Like calling him a nostalgia act is uh, honestly is like it's shit that they wouldn't let other guys say about Cena in the past. You know well, that they I also are, don't think. I think it's a little bit too soon to call. He's not an actual nostalgia act right now. No, but it un but it undercuts him, right? Because calling somebody old is always kind of, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 there's like you know, there's like thing where you hear you, they no one ever calls Kevin Owens fat for a reason. You know what I mean? Right. They they don't let them call Kevin Owens fat. You know what right. I mean? It's because it's like it's it, you know it's something where you're like, oh, all right, it's a little too true. A hey, hey, quick aside, yeah, because Kevin Owens is fat. One thing we really don't ever get too into because it's kind of. We're trying to suspend disbelief, like enjoy the show and, and watch the guys fight and everything like that. In my head, I'm always like, yo, which wrestlers would actually beat the shit out of which wrestlers, right? Like who who actually wins in real fights in wrestling? And obviously the cool part is that Lesnar would kill all these guys, right? So that's always fun because he's the beast, right? Do you think Kevin Owens gets his ass kicked by most of these guys because he's in worse shape than them? Or do you think he's athletic enough 
and tough enough that he gets the job done on some of these guys. You mean like, like where's he stack up? IRL Kevin Owens scrap. Yeah, IRL like a shoot fight. <laughs> I think Kevin Owens gets his ass kicked a lot by, of the by time. everyone. Like yeah, Ziggler's yeah, kicking yeah, the yeah. crap out of Kevin Owens. I mean yeah, Ziggler's yeah, yeah. a Ziggler's like an NCAA wrestler, so he's certainly kicking. Yeah, the like oh, well, anyone with a wrestling pedigree could kick any. Like Ziggler can kick the shit out of like so many guys. Right, right, right. And then obviously it's funny because then like guys who like have never even had heavyweight gold, like Shelton Benjamin, who was like Lesnar's roommate. Like yeah, Shelton Benjamin the, kicked the shit out of like eighty percent of the roster. Yeah, 90, it's it's right? incredible. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah, Meanwhile, yeah. you got like Jinder Mahal's going to show up, and he's looking like the Beastmaster. However, right. like I don't know, man. Shelton I think would I, kick his ass in a second. Right. Well, of course, Shelton. Yeah. But like, what about like a what about a, a a weaker like a much smaller guy who just wrestled D one? I, I don't one know. One time Ziggler told me that one time him and Kurt Angle <laughs> had a had a wrestling match. And how'd that go? I mean, Kurt Angle's I don't a lot older. I'll ask him about it one time. Kurt but... Angle's obviously a bet was like a, at his prime was a much more decorated right. wrestler. But that could but... have been ten years ago when uh, Kurt Angle was. Could like, have been, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I think like a 28 year old Ziggler fighting like a 44 year old Olympian Angle, the 28 year old might just win because he's a younger man. Look, I'm I digress. But like Gable, saying... what the, what about Gable? Gable? Yeah, that's a great example. Like Gable, Gable like... can fuck people. Up. Can yeah. Gable take Jinder Mahal? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And I'm always thinking about that, but I go, yo, yo, don't, don't think about this. It's fucking, oh, it's you, you, you got to watch the show. It's more about the power rank. It's about the charisma. <laughs> it's about like that who's wins the, matches. Who's the most strong guy booking wise who could get their ass kicked the most? IRL? Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. <laughs> no, Baron Corbin is a boxer. Oh, he's, gold, he's golden gloves. Glove golden gloves. He just looks like such shit. Um, I will find it. We'll find it. I don't know who it is. I mean, I think the biggest. Like with the worst pedigree yeah. is probably Strowman as far as like bulk to <laughs> yeah, yeah, to like yeah. non-fighting ability ratio. Like I'm so, reading Strowman's resigning by the way. Come back WWE. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Well, this guy gonna go anyway. I didn't mean to to digress. It's just you're saying like we can't call Kevin Owens fat. I'm like, is he gonna get his ass kicked because he's fat? We don't know. All right, so you can't call Kevin Owens fat and you can't call John Cena old, but I don't think John Cena is that old yet, and I don't think he's that much uh, of a nostalgia act yet. Probably. Right, like he could still very much be active roster and killing it. I mean, he was a year ago, right? So it's not like he's like not been gone, gone. He's still yeah. not a part timer. Per- I mean, now he kind of is. But anyway, the point is, if we're gonna talk about this Roman promo, I think Cena might beat Roman, which is insane. But I, I, I just think there's a chance. There is a chance. I just I think there's a chance they ride it out through Mania. You know what I'm saying? But I think I think so. I mean, I will say this: this whole and then they feud, do a part time Cena. Like they, they have Cena be do a pull a little bit of Lesnar's st- uh, schedule. You know, through it through Mania. I just can't imagine Cena pulling that schedule though. I don't want to see Cena pulling that schedule because Cena's such like the workhorse. It just feels off if he's going to show up once a month or so. It just doesn't feel like what I want from Cena. It doesn't matter. Who knows? The point is that Roman promo. He comes out. I love it. And he just tells Cleveland to to acknowledge him. Well, they, so all right. So can we talk Cleveland. about how he, what he does now? Me. That's his. Oh. Yeah, he just Woo. goes straight up. Cleveland, acknowledge me. Like he's. I love when they find like Dude. what's he? <laughs> people don't know because people don't perform. So like I know that like when you come up with something, you do it clunky, clunky, clunky until you find the path of least resistance. And you work right? it out. Find, <laughs> yeah, and now he just got that place where he just goes. Cleveland, acknowledge me. And like now he has a straight up Dude, fucking if you smell what I'm cooking, he has a straight up 
he, he right? worked he worked on this bit and now it fucking sings now it's perfect yeah it's like when i mean, do stand up you get the wording down so if it's like i'll always look at the wording on one of my bits and i'm like and then i see how i naturally say it and the evolution of it and i never have a written down version of the final product i just have like what it was on paper and right. it's always just less wordy the spacing is like completely different the timing and it's like he's now got to it the original paragraph that he had is now just Cleveland acknowledge me. <laughs> First of all, the other thing is that like it's such I mean, shitting on the town that you're in is like the standard heel move. You know, like that's what you do. You come out and say this is the worst town I've ever been in, or like, oh, the women here in Cleveland are disgusting. Whatever you would say in the 80s. This is now boiling that down to three words: name of city acknowledge me is just shitting on the town and healing off in the most surgically precise way i love it then he looks at cameron says the people at home need to acknowledge him he says cena already acknowledged him it's wonderful he's doing wonderful work that we all love what else happened to this promo then he was he was calling cena nostalgic but what there was something else that was really like cutting i feel like you said i can't put my finger on it right now the so the thing he said was the uh the missionary position thing Cause he's like, right. That's where he said he was like, seen his missionary. He's doing the same thing over. Oh, he's boring. It's the same shit over and over. You know? Yeah. That was, I think, what I think. That's what uh, uh, turned heads. You know? Um, yeah. And that, that that was cool. I like. I, I, I that was funny. Like it, it did. Yeah. It does. It was shocking. It is a heel thing to say. It's like seeing his missionary. It's the same thing over Which, and over. By the way, here's quick, the, my quick, argument. Quick, in the, okay. the, well, my argument that I was having with Tulo because he was like, yo. This is what he fucking does. Bro, to me. Tula was like, Tula was like, "Yo, missionary position is awesome. I love it. It's so good. Like, who, who needs anything else?" Yeah, that was we argued about that for about <laughs> six to eight hours, you know. But no, I talking to him, and he's like, "I need the yo, dang you fucking Mark." He's like, yeah. you fu-. he." So I call him a Mark sometimes, and then now he calls me a fucking Mark back, like for th- and. But the things I'm calling him for is when you're he's actually being a Mark. He right. just calls me a Mark for as just an insult. He's right. like, you're a mark because you said that Cena would smoke Roman on the microphone. And I'm like, I still stand by that. That sure. when they are t- free form, free flowing, standing in the ring, one mic, one mic, Cena will demolish Roman. He's way slicker, way more articulate, way faster, you know, mm-hmm. way better at what he does. These are promos spaced two hours apart where they literally probably were rewriting based on what Cena said, you know, and he got to he got the one up. He got the rebuttal, you know? Yeah. There's now, a reason he, Eminem came out and was just like got, he fucking went second. You know, actually, he went first. He went first. It's the eight mile approach. It's the like eight mile approach. He's like, I'm going to say everything you would have said about me. Right. And now you got nothing. And that's great. That's a great approach. But I, I know something about you. You went to Cranbrook. Cranbrook. That's, that's a private, a private school. school. <laughs> What's the matter, dog? You embarrassed? This guy's, Yo, a, this guy's a gangster. His, His real name's Clarence. Clarence. And Clarence, Clarence lives at home, with, home both with both parents. parents. And, Clarence and Clarence's parents, parents have a real good marriage. marriage. This dude went on and don't want to battle? He shook? Because there ain't no such no thing, such as, thing half as halfway time. crooks. Halfway crooks is the word? Halfway crooks. It's the name of the beat. That's the actual... Shook yeah. ones, lyric, the, yeah, right? right? He just keeps just, it. Scared to death or scared to look, they shook. There's fucking no yearbook. Fuck Clambrook. Fuck Cram. a beat. Agua Acapella. Fuck a Papa Doc. Fuck a clock. Fuck a trailer. Fuck, a trailer, fuck, fuck everybody. Fuck, fuck y'all if you, you doubt me. me. I'm a piece no. of fucking white trash. I say, it, say proudly. it proudly. And fuck this battle. I don't want to wear them Audi. Audi. 
Here, tell these people something something they don't don't already know know about about me. me. Hey. Hey. Wow. Mackay Pfeiffer loves it. He smiles. Yo. Everybody from the 313. (laughs) Now, everybody from the 313, put your motherfucking hands up for Rikishi. Now, everybody from the 313, put your motherfucking hands up for Scott T2T. He pulls out his ass. Rubs it in your face, put you in the trash. <laughs> All right, I mm. He's I'm Yokozuna's cousin. He's got a big butt, real nice loving. All right. <laughs> yo, Rikishi rap. Yo, it's Rikishi. You want a piece of me? Hey, yo, yo, yeah. RIP to Brian Christopher. All right, look, here's the deal. <laughs> oh, man. One love. We got to get back to it. We got to yeah. talk Roman Reigns, who is related to Rikishi, which is wonderful. It's a nice full circle. Um, would John Cena smoke Roman Reigns on the mic right now, one-on-one in the middle of the ring. I think if I may, uh, may I just solve this argument as the reigning champion uh, and a guy who got a 15-10 on his SATs. John Cena has more mic skill than Roman Reigns. However, Roman Reigns has tapped into right now a perfect, he's in the cut right now. He can almost do no wrong. The character is perfect. He's comfortable doing his promo, his style of promo. So, Dan, there is a very good chance that if Cena met Roman middle of the ring, because the crowd would just be so into what Roman's doing and it just resonates so hard, Roman might not just hold his own against Cena. He could even win a promo off against Cena right now. In this current moment, in this character iteration, does Cena have more talent and experience? Absolutely. But can Roman, can I see them going heads up in the same segment talking and the stuff Roman says just works better, I could see that happening. Me too, but I could see it, but that's because Roman's very well positioned right now. Right, it's just this moment in time and this writing and this character. I'll tell you this. As one thing, if you want to talk battle raps, I'll tell you one thing I learned because I'm a... In the streets. Definitely in the streets. And this is on the streets, not the beaches. Um, I remember, you know, I work in Sirius XM Radio. And I remember coming in to another guy's office who had another oh, show. good for you. And me and this guy are sparring. We're like going back and forth, juking and jiving and all that stuff. But here's the thing. The stuff I'm saying is funnier, smarter, better, makes more sense, and I'm smoking him. Objectively, if you read the writing or if you or the Cal Universe would be like, yo, Shep's just smoking this guy right now. And then he'd say whatever he was going to say back, and we were in an office with his staff, his two interns, and like two guys who work for him. So if the crowd is like on this guy's side, it doesn't matter what he says. We're like, oh, oh, it's like you can't win if the people are against you, period. You know what I mean? So it's really, it almost doesn't matter who's better, Cena or Roman. It's the crowd is going to decide who's winning and they could be dead fucking wrong. And that's where markiness comes in, right? Like if Cena's cutting a promo against someone like Rollins or something and all of us smart fans are at home being like, wow, Rollins is killing him right now. But if every kid in the crowd is just loving Cena and going crazy for it, that's why we would hate Cena. Because we're like, yo, this is such nonsense. Like this is garbage programming. But everyone seems to be losing their mind about it. So this guy's going to keep getting booked to the moon and they're going to keep him in merch and blah, 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 blah. So the will of the people is very, very important. That's why I've tried to do what's best for business and why I've tried to give the people what they want in booking this number one contenders match. I'm trying to stay on the good graces of the people. Uh, Okay. So let's just move on to move on. Because the other thing I want to talk about this week is this Matt Cardona-Nick Gage match, which is a GCW match that was the talk of the town this week. And yeah. I don't think we've ever talked about anything GCW ever on this podcast before. No. Um, And so 
I watched the entire match, um, and um, the interesting thing with this match is that I watched it, and and it's it's a, it's a good time. It's a death match. Now we argued last week. I'm not into death matches. I stand by that. Nick Gage is not one of my guys. You know the whole MDK murder death kill thing is not for me. But love. I, I I love part of wrestling is that there's something for everybody. Like, if that's something right. you dig, and if your wrestler's like, that's what I love to do, then fucking do it. Like, I'm not saying it shouldn't exist. I'm not adamantly against it. I'm just saying it's not one of my guys per se. But I wanted to say uh, two couple things, which is Cardona is a dude I have such a respect for. Like, you have to respect the drive of Zack Ryder. As a talent. Mm -hmm. This guy loves wrestling from Long Island, but that's irrelevant, kind of. Um, you know, he is always jacked, always, literally always ready, and lives the always ready gimmick. Mm -hmm. He puts out more merch than fucking anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, the guy is such a fucking hustler. If you remember, when he was in WWE, he, like, got YouTube viral, right? To the point that, like, Vince never was, like, a huge fan of his, but, like, kept undeniably had to let him win the IC title at Mania 32, you know? He dropped right. it on Monday to the Miz, the right after, you know? Right. But he earned that Mania moment. Like, right. It was undeniable. It was almost like a way shittier, smaller stakes Kofi Mania. You know, right. it was like a, it was like a small time Kofi Mania, but I'm glad he had it. By the way, you got to respect the pedigree of the major wrestling figure podcast. Like the guy's truly marks out for wrestling figurines. Yeah, he's getting he, he's marks out. He loves it. He eats. He loves like, it. I have such a deep respect for Matt Cardona. Like the guy, and then he goes in. He wrestles Nick Gage. He goes into there, and then is like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a fucking death match, you know? And the the just the photo ops of it alone. If you didn't watch it. He's covered, he wore all white, and he's covered in blood. And then, so I watched the match, and really the only thing you need to watch about the match is the end. So Cardona wins, and GCW is like, they're like just absolutely fucking livid. They're, yeah. they're like, fuck this guy. Like, yeah. he came in here and beat our guy, you know? They're and God, they're throwing basically. everything at him that they can find. Right. Like, it looks pretty fucking dangerous. Like, yeah. they're throwing, like, full fucking beer cans you know yeah but he's and Cardona's, look, look at it like look yeah it's, it's incredible it's crazy and they're throwing at him now it's so fucking awesome and cardona is such a fucking pro in this moment he does not at all like pussy out look at him he's still celebrating no he, but he he's also down and he celebrates the title he makes sure he gets that photo op even though right. at any moment could get hit in the head with something pretty fucking hard you know lasted with a beer bottle of the face yeah after a death match um it's really fucking fun Worth watching this match. Um, and then the thing we got to talk about is this Meltzer tweet. What's the Meltzer this, tweet? This is, what, this is what people are talking about. So Meltzer says, he, he's talking about this ending and he's like, uh, here, I have it right here. Where is it? Give me that Meltzer tweet, bro. Crack us up. I want to read it go. exactly. Here goes. I'm sure people will make la their lame excuses for it or say how great the heat was, but this crowd reaction was such bullshit and such an embarrassment to the industry. Hmm. And I'm like, I, I, first of all, I just don't even know how I feel about this because I'm like, I, okay, like I'm just like, that's what you saw when you watched this. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like there's always people that everything's about like the business and how it's supposed to go. 
it's like part of me is like what's cool is like it goes how it goes you know what i mean like you're like that moment they were like fuck this they didn't like it and that's cool and cardona didn't get hurt which is i think is what's fucking cool about it is that like actually wrestling fans probably didn't throw anything in like he i kind of give the credit that they're like we're supposed to do this but part of me thinks that there is a kayfabe element there it's like that's the layers of wrestling i like where they're like we know we're supposed to hate this guy for this, right? You, so know? you think they're like they're, they're aiming for the knees? Like, let's yeah, not hit him yeah. in the head. Shoot we, the we leg. Gotta, we got to throw a bottle here, but make sure we keep it below the shoulders, guy. I yeah, don't know if the, that's what they're going for. This is the same crowd that sold Invisible Man versus Invisible Stand, though. You know what I mean? The GCW crowd. They're like, part of it, they right? Like, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. They're part of it. So a part of me thinks that, like, oh, that's bullshit. It's like, it's disrespectful. It's like, first off, wh- one thing I love about wrestling is that the universe matters. From Cena saying, like, the reason I come back is because of you guys. Right. No one says that about, like, the fucking office. or like a th- They're not like, I, we come back for the audience. Like, you're making your show, and then you give it to the audience. They're actually part of the show. I think their role is like, hey, we're supposed to be livid about this, so we throw stuff. I think it's part of kayfabe. You think they're doing good work? Well, yeah. here's the thing. But, but also, oh. I'm indifferent to it because if... One asshole ruins it for everybody. But I think most of those fans know I'm throwing a, like, cup. I'm throwing a beer that's, like, it's going to be empty by the time it gets to him. And you know what I mean? I feel like it's a lot of plastic bottles there now these days. But, again, there's no way that there wasn't at least 1% of that crowd that was, like, actually pissed. or like, yo, fuck this guy. I want to hurt him. That's the problem, right? There are animals and psychopaths in any sport. I mean, look no further than... You know, the, the Euro Cup final, which just happened, where, where British fans were absolutely out of control with racism and, you know, just insane violence. That's, but that's not a sport fan thing. That's not necessarily a, uh, a wrestling thing. There's just there's bad people. And yeah. some cultures really bre- uh, um, celebrate it and allow it and propagate it. And I don't necessarily think that this is a fair thing to say, but I feel like when you think about hardcore wrestling fans, Maybe there is some glorification of violence there where it's like, ah, if he gets a scar, like, that'll be cooler or something like that. I understand where Meltzer's coming from because you said, hey, look, Cardona didn't get hurt, right? Right. What if he did get hurt? What if one of these bottles cracked him and he got, like, a concussion and needed stitches and, like, was actually, like, had brain damage or something? All then I'm, what would we be Then what would it be saying? We'd be well, saying, yo, that I'm actually was... That I think he's we, discrediting that kayfabe of that, 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 that percent, but I, I know that the percentage is that... It's mixed, is what I'm saying. It's I'm saying I understand where he's coming from. However, yeah, I tend to agree with you. We're like, yo, this is part of the show. This is what this moment has to be. Right. And and this isn't the mass transit incident, right? This isn't some 16-year-old kid who really didn't know what he was getting himself into. Okay? This is Matt Cardona, a lifelong wrestling fan, knowing what he's stepping into. He's going into the GCW turf to take the title off their, their god. He knows he's going to get hit with bottles. He knows yeah. he's going to the lion's den. And part of him knows this is the most, this is the move for me right now. Like he wants that moment Yo. and he's ready for that moment. Is and that it is dangerous. Going? Yeah. And it is scary. And I am worried for him. And I'd be, and I wouldn't do it. I'd be petrified to walk into someone else's arena, take their title, knowing what those crowds are capable of and what those fans are capable of. Some places are just known to have be- like rough fans. Like Philadelphia right. has got, some rough motherfuckers in those crowds. This right? was Atlantic City too. Yeah. AC is disgusting. I've been there a million times. I love it, but like AC ain't the place for me, baby. You know, like it's a tough, tough town. So he knew what was going to happen. 
he did it anyway because like that's the move right now. And Dan, you said I was going to ask you what are your respect levels for Matt Cardona? Because I feel like this is actually the most respected and biggest thing he could have done is go into enemy territory and just do this thing. Uh, it, it's it's crazy that he did it and agreed to it. And a lot of people are going to hate him for it, but a lot of people are going to grow this new respect for him. Like it sucks when you see David Arquette get really injured in a death ma- in a hardcore match, but I you go. It. I gotta respect a little bit that he fucking started back at the Indies. The guy was the champion of WCW as a joke and said, I need to earn the respect of these people. It's when wrestlers sacrifice every everything for this silly thing that we love. Whether like, yo, I'm gonna really risk my life and limb and my my health because it's so important that I get respect. Yeah. I have to respect that. It's all about respect and I love it, but Look, there's a reason I don't fight for the title outside of Hawaii anymore. Like, I I don't go where the main like my, my people are here. Yo, yeah, you want this you is, want to be an LA put on around your neck. Now you don't want no, to be your. I'm just saying, like, you know, to go behind enemy lines, that's a tough gig, and and I'm I'm too old in my reign right now. I'm too too veteran to like. I'm not a young hungry buck anymore. Now I'm a guy who has a lot to lose. So I fight only for the for the title on the Hawaiian beaches and sands. That's it for me. But love okay. this this whole moment for Cardona. It's and I love Matt Cardona, and I have respect for him, but I do need to say, yeah, I have on good authority that he was kind of a dork in high school. That's been confirmed for me by someone who went to high school with him. That's and by amazing. the way, I never released to the people my full report on Maxwell J. Friedman's uh, well, high school. Guys, let's save that for next week. How about that? MJ, I got the MJF full high school review. Let's can we say that for next week for time. I got I got I got I'm not time doing it. I'm not doing it today. That's a bonus episode that I will do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will do so that later. Gage will show up in AEW this week. And and coming off of this heat and he's showing up in AEW this week as part of the MJF five laborers of 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 Jericho earning his title match against him as all out. And it, Jericho uh so Nick Gage was like he appeared. He's like, this is gonna be like you have to get through a, a no disc. Uh, uh, was it a no DQ match against Nick Gage? That's gonna be fucking cool, Jericho. Who knows what that's gonna look like if Jericho will go there? I'm feeling he will. Um, I mean, he's Jericho, baby. He's, but he's... then Jericho revealed that he's coming in as the pain maker, the most sadistic version of Chris Jericho. You know, wrestling rules. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to put on some face paint, so you're in trouble, pal. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, 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 it's incredible. Yeah. Um, God, it's incredible. So, so I think that's pretty cool. And then, um, uh, so, and then, oh, shit. What? Hello? Gabba, gabba, wee, Whoa, gabba, I, gabba, I, gabba, uh, gabba, 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 I told you maybe sit this one out, all right? We remember we spoke. Uh, yeah, man. Well, I'm glad you're here because I have some big all news right, well, that I shared here. But uh, yeah, okay. I for one, I'm glad you're here. You oh, and thanks, Dan, you and Dan you, have been doing this this dance. Uh, look, let me tell you something. You've been generating a lot of buzz. You've had a great run, the Supermark World it. Tour. You know, you were on the road, and I gotta respect that. I love the hustle. I love the loyalty. I love the respect. And that's wow. why I've decided in my infinite wisdom to grant you membership into the number one contender. Let's go. Match. Come on. Your opponent will be the elk beast, Dan Black. 
Really? This will be a yeah. SummerSlam tackler. This is what I've decided. I decided this is what the people want. I've heard the buzz. And the this people is what want, happened. The people want Dan? Yo, listen. They do. Uh, last thing I, the last time I checked the poll of who should be the next cow it's champion. Irrelevant. It's irrelevant what they want. 50, is what they 50 need. to 1? <laughs> it's irrelevant what they want. It's what, the people, it's it's what a, they need. Hold on, guys, what guys, they, guys. What they I, need is for me to lay you down gently that just sheds an aloha uh, sunset you into your fucking grave. Oh. Into a coma. That's into a coma. Guys, look, I don't want this to be one of your classic over-talky, no, we're both please. young at each other's uh, thing. Shebs, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that, man. Uh, what that just proves to me is that all my hard work uh, that I've been putting in over the last month or so, uh, you appreciate it, you realize it, and honestly... I couldn't have done it without the support of the Cow Nation, uh, the, sure. the people that tiptoe with Tulo, uh, the people that uh, were, were following the Supermark World Tour. They see what's going on out there. They know how undeniable I am. They know the importance of me eat being my mismatched. Ass temporally. And uh, correct. Yeah. Eat my ass temporally. Um, uh, yeah. Hopefully we don't get that version of you at, at the match, bro. That's the only version you're going to get at me at the match. What else version would well, you, you get at me at the up, match? I mean, oh, you're going to clean up a little bit. You know what I mean? Clean up. You, look, what? I'm just going to say this. I mean, Dan was giving you a lot of warnings We're about me. fucking Vegas. You don't clean up when you go to Vegas. You get down what and fucking dirty. Right you get dirty, you get wet. Uh, I, um, shout oh, out to Riverside got? Odds for this koozie. RW Hellborn, <laughs> thank you for being an awesome Tiptoe supporter and send me some uh, free merch. Dan, did you get one of these? Yeah, it's in the mail probably. Oh, I got probably. one of these. I got one of these from Dwayne The Rock Johnson to Zoa. Uh, I'm drinking uh, the Truly Supreme Hard Seltzers uh, out here in uh, Austin. It's a Fruit Smash Hard Seltzer, pink lemonade, uh, made with real lemon juice and natural flavors. So That's not a Truly. It's truly better than a Truly, that's for sure. Okay, yeah, there's well, nothing listen. better than a Truly. Look, okay. here's what I got to say. I want to say one thing, and I know we Woo! have a lot of time, but uh, Tulo, Dan gave you some warnings about me. Should you ever fight me, he's worried about what I would do to you. And he's not wrong. I would Aloha Sunset you into a coma. That's beautiful. Uh, but what I'm telling you is this. I want to reciprocate and tell you mm. that Dan Black is no joke, okay? It took cool. every ounce of my being to defeat this guy. He's in the best shape of his life. Every ounce of your being and the uh, Ewa Beach uh, bad boys? I am one with the Ever Beach bad boys. By the way, guys, Ewa Beach bad boys merchandise coming soon to the, to the comedians of wrestling shop zone dot com. Nice. Um, uh, Supermark World Tour. Uh, uh, merch coming too. Not on we're, we're gonna we're gonna be days. merching up big time for the for the mm-hmm. SummerSlam tackle. I want everyone in attendance to be rocking merch. But I'm telling you, Dan is very very strong now. You're not looking bad yourself. But if I were you, I I train up for this match, okay? Nah. Because I, like I'm out here, I'm train. drinking truly, I'm drinking trulys every day. I'm hanging out. Same, bro. I don't I don't have a match, okay? Oh well, I'm gonna- I, listen, Shebs. I take one thing at a time. I'm not worried okay. about you right now. There's only one thing on my mind, and it's winning that number one contenders match. And it doesn't matter if it's Dan or if it's Newman or Aaron, people I love. It's but be Dan. All right. Well, you never know who <laughs> might maybe generate a little more, more buzz than Dan and deserves it more than Dan. But, I mean, if you want, if that's what you want and this is what you think is best for business, hey, man, you're the champ. Um, this is what I've And brought. I appreciate I, you acknowledging I, me as the true number one contender. Not well, some guy who just uh, inserts the, himself uh, in. I'm also the number one contender, and it's. Oh. it's I, I I resent anyone saying it's not fucking earned. I earn everything. I always pick myself up, fucking Cardona style. Okay, uh, and and I and I fucking and I get it done. So I I I've already said my piece at the beginning of the show. Tulo, because you're here, I'm gonna talk about some wrestling stuff here for time. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. So I just want to say, uh, Miro. This is I'm jumping all over the place this week because this, this like by the way, Raw. 
was so fucking terrible this it week. Was the, the it worst was the worst shit I've ever watched. I watched the whole Raw this week. It was me too. Oh my god! How many times? Literally, Kerry the- Cross beat Keith Lee. Yeah, like he let they let Jeff Hardy beat only him because, his debut. No, only because Jeff Hardy had COVID. Keith Lee. Yeah. Had the worst use of Kerry Cross is to beat Keith Lee, another guy who needs to get over. <laughs> like, I don't know what. I have no idea what's going on there. Your Nikki Cross gets pinned by Charlotte and calls herself almost a superhero. They reunited the fucking Hurt Business. I was like, what the fuck is happening on this show? <laughs> the only cool thing that happened on Raw, no Fiend, no Orton, right? The only good thing on Raw is Matt Riddle. And <laughs> and Bobby Lashley's flip spear is the only thing I like on Raw. That is the only thing I like, okay? Uh, yeah, it's hard. Or not uh, oh, and Reginald. Yeah, Reginald. And R-Truth being mic'd up. Like, yeah. yeah, let that. I'm fine with that. That was fun. The funny spots are actually the highest shit going yeah. on in wrestling right now. Well, because they're not a wrestling company. They got, you, you heard dude, this, right? Drew versus Jinder is like, who could care about that feud? Like, who could? I know who cares shit? about that feud. Uh, Heath Slater. Uh, Heath Slater. Yeah. Heath Slater cares about that feud. Those are his fucking. That's that's like the biggest. That's the hottest feud going for Heath Slater, the 100%. former leader of three man bands. <laughs> that's the only segment he watches. What flavor? What flavor? Uh, this is actually not a truly. This is a. Uh, we're gonna go all through different seltzers here. Mighty Swell uh, Hard Seltzer, another great brand that's more superior than truly. Right, for time, I mean, we look, have to look, stop sponsoring seltzers. All right. All right also, oh, also man. for time, uh, you've been on this podcast for ten minutes. You've drank two seltzers already. Yeah. Too long. I'm yeah. telling you, you've <laughs> I got, just got match, to. You've got to match in three match. weeks. You've got to imagine, th- like, I could sip Trulies every goddamn day on sailboats with babes because I have a mainland well, coronation celebration. Well, I need we're to celebrate. almost the same shirt. Let's fucking flex. Let's both flex into the camera, all right? Well, I'm going to flex, too, but just because I want to. Look at this. You, think too low? you got abs like this, bro? I got abs like that. You ain't slim like this. Nah, you don't got shit. Yo. Long- Yo, I gotta yeah. tell you, I look better than both of you guys, and I'm not even training right you, now. You look, you look ten years older than both of us. Yo, listen, yeah, but I, uh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you yeah. something. Let's fucking take it to Tinder. Who's getting swiped harder, me or you two fucking yokels? I think probably I mean, Tulo. Anyway, nah, uh, so here's the deal. Yo, I got two matches the other day. I didn't respond to anyone. Yo, those are not the kind of matches you need to be preparing for, too long. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, prepare for those too, but you know, it's not, you know, all matches are good. Actually, use those as training. <laughs> Show up and fucking spar with these chicks. All right, yo, listen. Miro is calling himself the Redeemer. Yeah, very Christian, incredible. very religious. Yo, you, have you guys heard his What new... is that about? Okay. Did I miss the origin part of that? Yeah, so probably. Um, they... I was like, I can't tell if I like it or not. I'm like, so oh, he was, he as you know, he was, coupons? He was no. ordained as a Unitarian minister when he was going to perform the wedding rites yeah. you don't know for his he, former you got... best friend. I don't think right. you guys have even seen it because I was at um, on the Supermark World Tour night two yeah, of Fighter right. Fest. Uh, they do elevation after Dynamite, mm. so Miro came out and did a uh, challenge Shoddy Lee Johnson uh, to a match who I think might have almost broken his neck or had a concussion because mm. he botched a spot to win. Um, but Miro comes out and I think Shoddy was like not even knowing what was going on, and his. Dan's not going to hear this, but and his entrance music now has like one of those like fog horns, like right. Right. <laughs> yo, dude, it literally feels like he's coming in on like a fucking huge <laughs> boat, like about dude, to he fucking. It is a huge boat, you know, like in you know, like in uh, um, what was it um, with the Brad Pitt movie Trojan? Was it yeah. Trojan? Was well, it Tro- uh, Troy. It was called Troy. Troy. Uh, yeah. And he, like, in the beginning, he just stabs. The, like, yeah. he was, it just feels 
like that. Uh, but, Miro, but my question, but I guess the question is like Miro with the Redeemer gimmick. What is it, and why is he the Redeemer now? I it's, don't. What all I know is that awesome. one day I I cracked on Dynamite and he was just had his head in his hands cutting a promo with like a rosary. Yeah, he's on God's his hand. favorite champion, dude. Right. It's amazing. Which I'm, let me tell you something. I've got no problem with it, other than I don't really get it. But I don't think his promos are good. Are but they're not that Miro? bad. Are we still talking they're about that. Yeah. They're not that bad. One, Miro should be the almost superhero. Miro is one of the is another he's, almost talent. Looks amazing. His ideas are actually pretty good. His execution is always bad. I like, can't I can't disagree with you more because right now I think he's executing <laughs> better than he ever has. Honestly, I, I will okay. say up until this I'll point watch closer. But check out the promos that he has cut on. Like they did it on Elevation, but I think they had a they're gonna be having a build up this week too. But like honestly, dude, he just people are are hella over on him too. He gets big pop and. He uh, changing the title to uh, the, the like, Bulgarian title so sick. It's it's just love it. I love if that TNT title just always changes colors. And they I agree. Like a good time. I agree. And, yeah. Oh, uh, separate thing. Emily yeah. Scott just posted something I thought was really funny. I wanted to read. Okay. Yeah. Said, One Go. of the best things about wrestling shows: the restroom line inversion. I was yeah, like, absolutely. it's true. And absolutely. Like, that's a fucking funny observation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ladies can get probably, to the bathroom. The, shit, the shits get in the bathroom so quick at the, at the shows. Oh. Absolutely. Which um, is why if I ever have to take a shit at a wrestling show, I go right into the women's room. <laughs> you, you ladybugs it? Uh, I don't ladybugs it. I just like, I think gender <laughs> neutral restrooms are the way of the future. You bugs bunny style? Like, put <laughs> yeah. the lipstick on, you go. Yeah, yeah. I do all that. I do the whole the whole rigmarole. You go through. Eh. All right. Last thing I want to say. Sorry, I'm rushing us a little bit, but we'll oh, get to it. Does the bonus episode? We got to the meme corner. This is the first time I care about Finn Balor uh, on the main roster. And, Roman Reigns. And it is Roman Reigns. Yes, it is. Ro- it is the Roman Reigns. But it's like it, I think I'm excited because he's no demon. It's just acknowledging, like, yo, Finn's thing is just he's a cool fucking hot dude. Mm. And he's angrier now. He looks better in the blue on SmackDown. Mm. And what? not just that, but there's there's history here. Fucking Finn was the first Universal Champion, first, yeah. mm-hmm. and he Absolutely. had his he had to lose his title. And yeah. after that, I believe Roman won that. Whatever, I I, I could be wrong here. Fact it wasn't Roman me. next. It was it was Seth. Oh, KO. Versus, it was no, KO. It was Seth versus Roman. <clears throat> I think it was. Oh, no, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I think it was I'm the KO. It was Kevin KO, When KO was Triple H helped him win. Was gifted it. By Triple H, which is something he just never followed through with. Why he did Right, it. well, then he just picked KO out of nowhere. And KO was surprised. And then I think Goldberg took it off of him. It's just yeah, perfect booking. Right before 33, uh, right. he did it to, so that the match would be Goldberg versus Lesnar for the thing. Which, which I think is the last time Goldberg ruled. Like, I, that run of Goldberg I really liked. I'll, I'll always pop for Goldberg. You guys know that. Even now, Lashley Goldberg yeah. is like, to be honest, I can't think of a match with Lashley other than Lesnar that I care. So I'm fine with that match. You know sure. what I mean? Because I like Goldberg. But I, the thing I don't get is people say Goldberg looks like shit. I, that I never get. He still he looks, looks like good. shit compared to what he looked like in 1998. He's even there this week. I'm just saying, no, look, he bro, def- he had to get a fucking AARP. Excuse me. Is this where is this where Raw is? Uh, no, this is Costco, Goldberg. You came to Costco again instead of the arena. Uh, it looks like it. This place looks like an arena. This looks like power plant. 
I love you doing the bit with yourself because Newman's not here. No, Costco looks like power plant. It does look like a power plant. <laughs> I was just like in there before. But what uh, I'm saying about Finn is yeah. like, like, it sucks because they're doing the thing again to Finn where right before this happened to him a couple times where like he clearly won't beat Reigns. But right. I fucking hope they find a way to make him not look like just a fucking. I'm not even a huge Finn guy. He's not one of my guys. But I just think he, he turned 40 this week. You know. Oh, nice. Wow. And he, he turned you could 40. Be so lucky. He's he's fucking. He deserves to. He just deserves a proper moment. You know. I don't think he's good enough to really like to like really do it. But right. like he probably sells a shit ton of merch when he's over. Oh yeah. yeah right. Yeah, so that I'm guy's money. Like, I don't know. I, the thing in WWE that I just that I don't like, it's like I almost appreciate Vince just being like, let's give Lashley his run here. It's like sure. Finn. I just feel like I, I see Finn is not getting a proper moment, and I'm it's, like, let's just give it to him. You, you just, sound, you, go, go ahead, chips. It right. sounds like you're saying they're not giving him the respect he deserves, but you of all people are very guilty of not giving him the respect he deserves. That's so true. So it's kind of funny to hear that out of your mouth. It's but just a little, perfect scenario. You know, he's not going to win. What were you going to say? He's not going to win, right. but it's just the perfect usage of like, I, I don't know, who thought of that? Like, that's the person that should be writing for WWE all the time. Whoever thinks, let's get Finn out here so we could snub Cena, and it's just like so smart, and it just, yeah. it just makes Roman look that much better what a smart move and like who knows what we'll get out of cena out of this now like well we need more guys for roman to wrestle right mm -hmm. so we need finn to be he's a guy who you could he's small but you could build him he is a star you know what i mean like you're never gonna fucking be you're never gonna be like why is this guy in the main event you know like you know what i mean he was fucking kenny omega before kenny omega like honestly he laid the foundation for the bullet club like he did it like started look if you want to talk about as a real quick bullet club aside because i am the earliest fan of the bullet club that any of you guys know finn balor started the bullet club yeah and and not only did he start it he was so instrumental in it's it's every nuance of it and he wanted it to be called bullet club so that it wasn't a three-letter abbreviation because all the stables in njpw right. at the time were three-letter abbreviations like he had such a master plan and really just like grabbed the brass ring on that just made it happen for himself right. uh like from start to finish he built that thing idis that thing executed that thing so i almost feel like his biggest contribution to wrestling culture has already came and went this, right, and this this might be his way out too like honestly like he did the nxt he's back on WWE. I'm telling you, dude, this is a crazy time for wrestlers. Like, you're watching Matt Cardona beat Nick Cage in GCW. You're seeing Nick Cage, Nick Gage, I said Nick Cage, Nick Gage on Dynamite tonight yeah. against yeah. the, the fucking, Painmaker. We just talked the about I know. Well, like, what I'm saying is it's just like, it's just we'll time. It's just this, this time that Finn Balor can now go where, I mean, NXT was even fucking good last night like it was rocking like, so do you see that takeovers the day after is that sunday yeah but i think it's going to be in florida still. cross joe right and they'll probably have uh, joe will win and be the <laughs> oh, nxt champion which really, then yeah. i'll probably be excited about NXT. i'll watch a joe title run in nxt and so, who knows what that means where's mania this year mania's in fucking dallas, dallas. back in dallas oh, baby. i gotta go back to the big d yeah, you do. Yo, I got to go, guys. I'm sorry to rush. Although we did a, this episode was long enough. We did a lot. Uh, but we will continue this episode on to the bonus episode. Um, uh, we had to start a little late today because my fucking internet was out two times LA. this week. LA can eat my ass, dude. There, nothing good happens in LA. <laughs> uh, but uh, 
we'll talk on the main app. The couple topics we'll bring up on the bonus app this week uh, will come out Friday morning. Is we're talking about Archer Moxley from last week. I got a bunch of stuff to say about that match. Hell yeah, that match was cool. I was there, and I'm seeing about Chavo. Um, kind of starting an LWO situation. Yes, oh, sir. In, Gotta in, love it. Yeah, which I think is very fucking cool. Um, and then I want to talk about what doesn't work about this Nikki uh, Ash title run, you know, uh, for me. And um, um, But, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Now, a cu- couple things to remember. Number one contender match happening at Cal Podcast Presents, DZ and Friends. This will be uh, uh, after the mainland coronation celebration, mm-hmm. Chef. It'll be right before the mainland coronation okay. celebration of yours truly, sponsored by Truly Brand Hard Seltzer. Right, the yours truly, the yours truly mainland coronation. Oh goddamn! No, let me tell you something. You better bring a lot of. Let me let me do it. You better bring a lot of truly. It's gonna be. Let me tell you something. It's truly's for everybody in the house. It's sponsored. Truly's gonna cake everyone out in six packs. It's gonna be incredible. Here's the deal. I hope okay. So. Cow Podcast presents DZ and Friends at the Space in Las Vegas, August twenty first. It's going to be a great comedy show with Ziggler. Right after that, we got the co-main event. Dan Black versus Nick Tula for the number one contender. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. And then then the main event of the evening is the mainland coronation celebration of yours truly, sponsored by truly, Brand Hard Seltzer. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, get your tickets right now and go. uh, uh, you, You know where to get them. Yeah. At the space. They're on Ziggler's page, his Instagram. If you want to find them, you'll find them. Get them quick. There's VIP tickets, meet and greet for whatever special guests we'll have there. Uh, get an autograph from Ziggler uh, and, uh, uh, and and me, if you want them from me, and, uh, and Shebs and Tulo. Mm, I, I have not yet signed on for any meeting yeah. or greeting. Okay. I will, meet, I will agree to meet. I will not greet. Patreon.com slash Comedians of Wrestling. Everybody. Hey. <sighs> Shit's firing up. Yeah. Baby. I'm going to beat Dan Black's <laughs> fucking ass. Let's uh, go. Duo, I am your dark knight. And then I'm Keep coming for you, Shabs. Cheers up.